0: Hey there, it's Angie and I'm Kat and we are Beyond Beyond the the door. Door.
1: This podcast is an extension of the Purple Door, a nonprofit organization serving 12 counties within South Texas.
0: Our mission is to empower the community and those affected by domestic violence and sexual assault to transition to a safe and healthy environment. We believe
1: community accountability through education is at the heart of prevention.
0: Quick disclaimer, this podcast will be discussing sensitive subjects. Viewer and listener discretion is advised.
1: There may be explicit language geared toward a mature audience.
0: Okay, so you already know us, Kat and Angie. Um, today we have Sonia with us. Sonia, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do?
2: I'm older than both of these ladies <laughs> next to me. I could be their mother. Um, I'm a forensic nurse. I... Started the care team at Driscoll Children's Hospital to see children that have any kind of abuse, whether it's sexual abuse or physical abuse or neglect or failure to thrive. Um, Started that back in 1995. We have a full team of um, five social workers and four forensic nurses and a child abuse pediatrician. Okay. And then the forensic nurses at Driscoll also respond to doctors regional um, to see adults for sexual assault. Okay, and then I have another program in Harlingen that it's an all-age hospital, so we take care of infants to adults.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so at Driscoll it's just children's. At Doctors Regional it's, it's adults. adult, just adults, just adults. Okay, okay. So you you man, that's some. Yeah. And then you mentioned Harlingen. <laughs> you're you're not only driving back and forth quite a bit in. New uh, Aces County, but yes. way out in the boonies. <laughs> that's all good. That's amazing, oh gosh, though. Yeah, and you started all three. I did. That's and incredible. Ready to start
2: another one? Are you? Driscoll mm-hmm. is building a children's hospital in Edinburgh.
0: Oh wow! So
2: oh, next wow. summer we'll have a hospital down there.
0: That's incredible. That's awesome. That is incredible.
2: Cool. Awesome. Well, we are thankful
0: for all that you do yeah. it's very important I love what I do yeah yeah it's necessary and then um tell us I guess a little bit about um how long you've been working with the purple door and I guess what's 1995 the whole time oh, really? yeah. yeah well because like we've that? been around since 1977 that was oh, in um, yeah that was when we were the women's shelter yeah. yeah yeah dang wow
2: I told you I'm your mother. Ah, Stop it.
0: Today we wanted to talk a little bit about tact and the taboo. So a, a, a little bit about going into that is, and you would know doing this for as long as you have, what we do and what we talk about. I think you've probably seen a little bit of the progress, too, from going from, you know, back in 95 to now. Um. The things that we do are generally, in general, public conversations considered taboo. Like, you don't talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I would love to hear about um, the progress of from 95 to now. And then also, how do we get from now to where it ultimately needs to be, where these things are being talked about in such a normalized fashion that um, it becomes irregular, That these things are happening, that makes sense.
2: I'm not sure it's going to become irregular, I think.
0: Ever? Really?
2: I think it's just going to change. Okay. Um, Because when we started, our children were not saying they had a vagina or a penis. And Mm -hmm. even adult women would say they would not say this kind of works. It was some other word. Um, and they still say it's their cookie and it's their, and I'm like, it's not your cookie. It's just
0: not. And they're adults. And then they teach their children to yeah. say the
2: same thing.
0: Can you explain a little bit about the, the importance of calling it what it is?
2: If I said, um, gosh, I, I hurt right here, you know, right here on my mouth,
0: But you're rubbing... But
2: I'm rubbing my chest. Yeah. You're not really conveying what I need to know. Yeah. Um, That's good. When it's something a little bit similar like, um, you know, my my thing, that's a little bit closer to, at least they're pointing to what that is. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're not an expert in the field, wherever you are in the field um you may not give that patient or that person what they need because you didn't know what they were really saying right yeah. and they feel like they are crossing a boundary right you know when they say those words you know and sometimes they'll even the adults will spell a word instead mm. of telling it wow you know? so they want to say <clears throat> He fucked me, but they will say, well, he F-U-C, yeah. and they watch us rec- write that down, yeah. record that. Yeah. Instead of them, they feel bad to say that like word. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use that in their normal language. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I have a friend who refuses to say the word penis, and I'm like, okay, we need to work on that, (laughs) because it's, that's what it is, you can't, and because she has expressed that she wants to be a mom so badly, and I'm like, you can't teach your kids that it's a cookie, oh oh my gosh, what did she call it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her right now, and I'll tell you later, she'll, (laughs) she'll text back, it but but yes calling them different names calling them not by what they should be known as is taking the assumption that everyone will understand what you're saying and that's just not true because um different different words are used in different cultures in different ways Absolutely. and that's just yeah we want something that's going to be universally recognized and I'd, I'd say starting from a scientific point right. would be the, yeah. the way. Right. It, because scientific you know, evidence and scientific studies and scientific names for body parts right. are universally recognized. Yeah,
2: And it's, it's so odd, because you wouldn't come in and say, um, my foot is hurting, but I'm showing you my hand. Yes. Because, I would think, you're saying it's your foot, but you're showing me your hand. So for me, I would say, is something wrong with your hand or something wrong with your foot? Because those are two different things that you're worried about. Right? Oh, no, no, it's this. I'm like, well, that's your foot. That's uh-huh. not your hand. Um, and I was um, raised with no words. No words in the military, no words, right? Right, um, so I didn't have any. If something would have happened to me,
0: you just have to point, pointing, yeah,
2: yeah, I would be pointing.
0: That's what do you guys, um, in on your team, do you incorporate any of the dolls or anything for the children? Okay, so, um, dolls
2: are really um, useful for forensic interviewers, okay, um. But in a medical setting, okay. and and we are the medical setting, yep. um, we need to know exactly what it's on their body, right. not on a doll. Yeah, Because, you know, maybe the doll is super skinny, super skinny, and the patient can't really figure out where it touched because she is... Got a big belly and it was like under
0: yeah the belly. Yeah. But
2: the doll doesn't have a under the belly.
0: Wow. I didn't even think about it that way. I guess going off of that, how do we start how does it look in your conversations at work versus your conversations outside of work? Is there anything that you try to adjust for the comfortability of others or do you just like flat out
2: so in our office, yeah, um, there's twelve. Okay, in there, um, and we use all the words that the patient and the families used. Yes. Okay. Whatever they are. Yeah. Um. None of the people on our team use expletives. Okay. All day long when they go home. Right. They don't. Okay. That's like I've had that. I've done that. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Um. We just, we just don't. So then what do those conversations look like when you're, if somebody outside of work were to ask you a question about it or to start mentioning something where like you and your professional knowledge start picking up on little hints of what they're saying, how do you address those things? Do you immediately go into professional mode and you're like?
2: Kind of in between because a lot of, a lot of people are people that know me, maybe just a little bit or maybe a lot, mm-hmm. um, and they'll say, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. And as soon as that comes out, I'm like, oh. here we go. Yeah. 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 Or they ask a question. Okay. Like, um, do you know anything about, um, you know, like when there's stuff coming out down there? Because my daughter
0: yeah, has that. And I'm like... Do you immediately say, like, oh, that's discharge?
2: No, I, I say, so tell me some more about it. Okay. I because like I, I want to know what's going on. Okay. Because um, I'm going to start asking how long has that been coming out? Okay. Has your daughter said anything, or did you just see it in her underwear? Um, do you... You're married, right? You're married? Yes. Um Is your husband her daddy? Um, Does you and him have sex regularly? Um, Do you ever worry about him and your daughter? Yeah. Well, he's the only one that puts her to bed. Uh, And, And so I'm usually showering and getting ready for bed when he's putting her to bed. So you don't you're that's not part of your thing. And it's not to blame them. Right. Like I load the dishwasher, my husband unloads the dishwasher. Right. You know, so okay. it's so it's not a blaming thing. Sure. Um but if you make that a routine, then it doesn't seem odd. Mm-hmm. It's like I get that's my shower bad. while you're putting her to bed. I cook dinner, you know, whatever. Um, so I just start off with those little things. And a lot of times people, like the fifth or sixth question in, they're like, oh. They start like, kind of like, oh. something I should look into.
0: Uh-huh. Just by you asking questions. Yeah. Okay.
2: And, and that way they're not getting interrogated. Sure. And they have not identified it before. Yeah. But now they're sitting there like, hmm. Now they're going to start noticing any, like, mm-hmm. Signs or and then usually they'll ask a question. So, what do you what do you think I should do? I said, Well, you said you saw this coming in her panties. She needs to go get checked because she might have an infection. Right. And again, that's not saying somebody did something, but it's saying they may just have an infection. And that puts it in a medical realm where you're not being accusatory yet because you haven't talked to that person yet the person that could be getting assaulted even adults like they're the same like that some of them come out with every expletive word there is and then there are lots of adults that are like you know like here Mm -hmm. and then right right here and no words with it so in a medical setting, it's easy to do that. Sure. Um, at church, I'm usually at the back of the church with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody stays away. You're like, <laughs> okay, I don't know what's going on over there. But, you know, my conversation it can be the same at home as it is when I'm at work. I mean, if my phone rings, mm-hmm. everybody in the house hears the conversation. Right. I'm going to
1: talk about that, like how your
2: kids kind of grew up hearing
1: those terms and became normal for them. Right.
0: That's good, though. That is really good. I think that's awesome. So then how do we start...
1: How do we have that conversation with our kids?
0: Like how do we... Normalize it yeah. for the next generation? Like
1: I know it's
2: something I still struggle with, and I'm trying to, and you know, I know I should. Yeah. Well, we have one girl, two boys. So our youngest, and all of them are in their 30s, but our youngest... Um, I can remember him saying, is it one of those wiener things? And I would say, no, that's what we have when we have hot dogs. We have wieners. That's what they're, they're hot dogs, Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a wiener. And I'm like, no, would you eat your wiener? No, that's, that's from Oscar Mayer. It is your penis. And he was like three or four. But my, my father, the first time he heard that one say that, yeah. penis, he was like, um, um. Like it was a curse word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think if you just start, like, from the beginning, because, you know, people say, oh, it was my chocolate chip. Well, no. It, you don't have a chocolate chip. My mom called it, it flower. A flower. A flower. Yeah.
1: And I was like, what? Like, it, didn't, it didn't make sense to me.
0: I think hoo-ha is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah,
2: but you know, is this your hoo-ha?
0: Right, like it, under right. your
2: arm, or is it it's your not, foot? It's not or universal, right? Yeah. Breast, or is it? You know, whatever it is, it
0: could be so many different things. And culturally, that is right. a part of it. We, it changes, yes. The the normal words, which is why it's like, how do we? Because, like Angie said. The parents are still, and like, you know, like what you mentioned about adults coming to you still and like, you know, just pointing, adults are still uncomfortable to talk about it. So it's like, how do we get to the point when adults are becoming parents that they are not so much focused on their uncomfortability with a word, but more focused on the impact it will have by teaching Correct language. Yeah. How would you just, just having this? From the those, beginning. Yeah. Just having conversations. Yeah. I mean, when like, you're teaching body parts to them. Yeah, like, if you're, if you have a child, um,
2: and your child has not combed their hair, they actually got out of the bath by themselves, maybe they're four or something, and their hair's crazy, and you're like, You need to comb your hair. Well, they know they comb their hair. Right. When you go to the bathroom, did you wipe your bottom? That part where you had to wipe, that's this word. Yeah. And if it's a little girl, you know, it kind of seems like it comes out the same place. Sure. But there's really two holes down there. And for a boy, this is what it works. And boys or men... Um. I think they have an advantage because they talk about their penis all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's and, true. And they don't... The,
0: what is that, locker room talk? Shop talk? Whatever. It's just men talk. Dude, boys, yeah. little
2: boys do it. Well, but yeah. theirs is external. Yeah. Okay. like, we've got this secret. Okay. Because the labia kind of encloses I that, see that secret. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... If you have this thing that changes and sure. grows, and and you can squirt out of it. I mean, it's a big deal. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah. I mean, then we big,
2: we we don't even know what we have. The majority of us,
0: or 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 a lot about it, for uh. that matter. Yeah. No, I I think you're absolutely right. I think women are more like that's a secret. Well, we don't talk see about it. That. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I mean, you can work hard to see it, but you can still only really see so much, so much of yeah. it.
0: In my personal opinion, I'd love to get yours. I think it's easier to joke about something when it's a word that has been again made taboo, something you don't say, right. and then people start saying it. And it's like <laughs> that's pretty right. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you say anus. And kids are like you ain't it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, that I know that's a big one in science for what's your favorite planet. I know <laughs> yes. that's that's like a trending TikTok yes. video or something, yeah. That uh, that's been forever. Forever. Yeah, exactly. Always, forever. But do you think do you think that it would change the more that we we raise up children just with, with those the, words? With the
2: correct like normalizing. Yeah. You know, like you have this. Yeah. And until you're this, nothing should go in there.
0: Right. Oh. Right.
2: Because they do, I mean, they poke all over
0: the place. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, that's another one is normalizing. Exploring Ex- their body. So so back to the question, though, do you think that normalizing those words from the get-go would maybe start steering us away from those natural jokes that come around? I think so. Yeah.
2: I don't think it'll eradicate them.
0: Yeah. At all. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's just, it won't. Yeah. But.
0: In a perfect world.
2: Right. But I think um, if we had normalization of the words, um, everybody would know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And if something happened to you and you said this, everybody would know what that was. Right. Right now, we use so many colloquialisms around it that you might not catch on that they're trying to tell you something's happened. Yeah. What'd you say? Peter Wacker. Peter Wacker?
0: Peter Wacker.
2: Thank you so much.
0: We appreciate your contribution. I'll Thanks. tell her. Thanks. That's going on the podcast.
2: Peter Wacker.
0: Peter Wacker. I was like, don't you dare tell your son that it's called a Peter Wacker. I was like, when you send him over to Yaya's house, he's going to know what a penis is. I just want you to know. What
1: if he has a friend named Peter?
0: <gasps> I'm going to tell her that. Oh, no. Thanks. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh darn it. Peter Wacker. Yeah. And. She was like, I refuse. Um, that's what I'm going to tell him, period. And I was like, no, you're not. No, you are not. <laughs> so we are... We're, How old
2: is he? Oh, she doesn't have kids. Right? She
0: does not have kids yet. They don't have kids yet. Oh, so they're
2: just making the words. Sorry.
0: Yeah, she already has decided in her... This is the one who has a hard time saying the word penis. If she says penis, it's like this. Penis. <laughs> and I'm like, saying. you stop it right now. And... <laughs> So we are in therapy sessions, she and I, where we look each other in the eyes and say the word penis. <laughs> does she have a partner? Yes, she does.
2: Does he have a penis?
0: No, not according to her.
2: It's a Peter Wacker. It's a Peter Whacker. Does he know that?
0: Yes. Oh. It's, unc- but for him, he doesn't like that either. He's like, just call it what it is, like, and I think, man, that... That goes into, I think another good topic that that could be related to is uh, sex talk. Like, no. bedroom talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody is going to be turned on if you're like...
2: <laughs> Peter Whacker. Hey, baby, we see that Peter Whacker.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, it's not going to work. That is not. <laughs> and then if you... <laughs> I know, that, I know that, you know, obviously bedroom talk is a very personalized thing. Um, so, you know, it's different for everybody. I know there's a lot of different words for the word penis and vagina. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot oh, yeah. of different words. And now, okay, so if we get into that, um, talking about expletives, how often in your line of work are you hearing, instead of the scientific, you know, normalized term, and even then, I think scientifically, it's not a, is it penis, scientifically? No. Or is there, there's like another no, word. Penis. It is. Okay. I can't remember what it was for a certain body part. Then I was like, no, it's this. And, and it was like something completely, and like I was like, I've never heard that word in my life. <laughs> what is that? Um, but how often are you hearing the expletives? We're, ta- we're talking mm-hmm. like. 85%. So, you would for say adults. It's more common to hear expletives for, for adults. Wow. Okay. But
2: for children, children, not teens. Okay. Um, you know they have a flower or this yeah. or that. But the teens, um, some have nothing. Just no word for it. And then some of them have a word, but it's not penis and it's not vagina okay I mean, they 've got a different word and it depends on it seems to depend on if they have had um a sexual act yeah um, before then they 've kind of got a name for it okay, but yeah. if this was the first time um, and it wasn 't consensual, they may
0: still not have a name yeah and is it I mean, I guess. <sighs> Okay, so if if we go back to like new nursing, you're new to the whole thing. You've just started the care team, whatever. Maybe you're just exploring the care team. Um, when you first enter into that space, is it difficult, or are you taught in school? Um, You're not taught in school. You're not taught in school for what to look for or what to listen for from people to to try and make a make a connection. To what it could be? No. So you have—that's something you have to learn through experience. That's correct. As a professional. Wow.
2: Yeah. Oh. Like probably in the last um, ten to fifteen years, probably fifteen years, um, we go out to the colleges and College of Nursing. Okay. And teach there before they graduate. Okay. Um, and some of them, you know, absorb that, and some of them are like, okay. I'm right. looking at my phone. Do you feel like it is something that
1: should be taught part of the program? Like, Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: surprised it's not. Like, taught.
0: I am, too. Well, I
2: think people think that if I need to know about that, mm-hmm. somebody will tell You're me just, just going to know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it is has, hard to do. Because
2: yeah. people think there's only, like, this much of that. Yeah. You know. So, that's, so like, I... I cannot do anything in the oncology clinic, like Mm -hmm. the cancer. I have, I mean, I could probably take your temperature and your blood pressure and talk to you. But beyond that, I have no expertise. Okay. So, like, I could welcome them. I could take their vital signs, you know. Like, I could say, oh, I love that black shirt on you. Um, But then the next part, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know any more than that. That's all I got. Yeah. So there's, like, general nursing, and then there's different specialties. Specialties,
0: yeah. That
2: makes sense. But, like,
1: is it still seen as, like, something, I guess, like, taboo to talk about in the nursing field? No. No. It's
2: just... Just depend on where you want to go. If it's not your specialty, you're not going to be talking about it.
0: Okay. (laughs) That makes
2: sense.
0: That does make sense. That does make sense. But even in the... You said in the last 10 to 15 years people have started going, well, you guys specifically, but, but hopefully other organizations as well around um, other, other colleges in the world because, you know, right. we're not the only place that goes through it, right? So um, in other areas in the world and other colleges in the world, are we just hoping that they're going in, that experienced nurses are going in and saying, hey, this is what you want to look for, or are they definitely doing it? They're not. You don't think they are? Wow. How do we change that? <laughs> or do we want to change it, or do we want to just lean toward, no, we want to use penis, vagina, you call know, it what it is?
2: I think penis and vagina, in yeah. whatever, whatever that name <laughs> is around <laughs> the world, <laughs> no, because it's not going to be penis and vagina. Right. Um, but... We go into a couple of high schools that we've been going in for a long, long time. Yeah. Into um, a class that it's kind of a leadership class. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I go in there and teach them. And, you know, I'll say, and I have a PowerPoint so they get to see something. So it pops up there and they're like, oh, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) And I'm like, so what do y'all call that? And it's just a picture of um, um, Miss Edelman, because my husband just retired. He was the principal. So um, I'm like, what is it? You know, is, it um, is it this? And I'll say all these other crazy words. And they're like, it's a penis, Miss Edelman. And I'm like, I know that. <laughs> I'm married to Mr. Edelman. And they're like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, so girls what y'all just like whispering 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 nobody says wow nobody says until i say something radical right but you know there's all these things like you know Travis um what do you what do you call that part of a girl um cuz there's something that you know the boys say what is that thing that y'all say Travis like is it an orange or is it a banana or is it a coconut, Miss Edelman? You know it's a cherry, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So then we, and then that opens almost like an
0: opens, icebreaker, yeah, for really uncomfortable girls, conversations.
2: Because then the girls are like,
0: oh, yeah. So I said,
2: well, let's talk about that cherry.
0: Yeah, that's good though. TEA,
2: the Texas Education Agency, yeah, um, six years ago made it mandatory that all teachers had to have that education before they started started every single school year. So that could be somebody coming in, or TEA has a video that they can pull up on their computer. And get that education.
0: You're talking about education, sexual assault. Okay, Re- regarding abuse. violence, yeah. essentially, yeah. like it's how a, to it's spot a good it. Video. Okay. okay,
2: but it's for kids. Yeah, it's not for adults, yeah. right?
0: I we mentioned it earlier. The different experiences of your team and our team, even though we're in the same room, right? Yeah. We're in the same room. We're with the same right. person, mm-hmm. victim, sur- survivor. Yes. Um, I guess I want to talk about your perspective on those differences, and um, I guess the importance of both sides. Because uh, I'll say this: in my own experience, I never knew that an advocate was even a thing. So I was just rolling through on my own, thinking I had to, you know, brave the right. storm. And and you guys are doing your job. And very important work in finding out these really necessary details. But it can sometimes come off as cold because, not by your intention, but because of the way that it has to be discussed. And like, sometimes it happens, those conversations are happening right after something like that just happened. So it's like, It comes off as cold because you're like, I can't believe you're making me talk about this right afterward. But it's necessary, right? And so, on the other hand, the advocate is there just holding your hand and being like, hey, it's hard. You're not alone. Not that you guys are not doing that, but it's like there is a difference. We are not asking those questions,
2: right? And you're uh, not at their vagina.
0: Correct, exactly. And And that can just come off as cold simply because... The last experience that they had with someone down by yes. their vagina wasn't great, or penis, or right. whatever. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't an awesome experience, so now they're allowing somebody that they're they supposed to trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like we are over there not looking, looking away, holding their hand, assuring them that they're with, we are with them. Right, so that you can do the other side of that very important work.
2: So when I do exams, and everybody is different, and I think every advocate is different. Yeah, you know, even though you get trained the same way, you're just you're it's your own person. Personality always comes. So I talk to them the entire time, whether they're two or they're sixty-two. You know, I talk to them um, because I want to be with them while I'm doing this yeah. Um, and I'm doing this part um, I know this is a little difficult for you but you may have some evidence that will help yeah. down the road and if we don't do it now it will be gone Yeah. so um, is it okay if we do that and then while I'm doing that I'm like so tell me again where do you live Do you have any dogs or cats or just depending on who the patient is, whether they're kids or they're adults or adolescents or somebody that lives on the street, you know?
0: What do you call that? I call it grounding techniques. What do you call that? Part of what I do. Just conversation.
2: Like, I would say, gosh, that is the coolest tattoo you have on your hand. And no way in any world would I have a tattoo. But they have no idea. Yeah. You know, or um, did you know? It looks like you had this little spot on your leg. It's probably a hard spot for you to see, but it looks like maybe a mole or something. You need to have checked out. Or, or I'll say, so what were you doing before this happened? You know. Well, I usually go down to behind this place. You know, we do some stuff there or whatever. And um, and I'm like, so do you buy bags? Yeah, and I'm like, for adults, I'll say, well, how much was it? You know, and they'll tell me, and so that gives me, like, current knowledge. Okay. Sure. And, but then for it's teenagers, big. I'll say, so did you buy a bag? Yeah. How much was it? Well, it was whatever, and I'm like, man, you got ripped off. I like that. So just I'm normalizing. The- yeah, and for those teenagers, I want them to think, you got ripped off. Yeah. Don't just be buying that stuff from whoever or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use wow. some of the adult things to teach the adolescents. Okay. Steer okay. them,
0: kind of steer them in yeah. a
2: different, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I took care of a lady that um, was the first time I'd ever seen somebody that had used a cookie cutter to um, make a shape on her mom's pubis with her pubic hair. And when I first pulled the sheet back, I was like, hmm, I need to put my lips together for a minute, just for a minute right here. (laughs) And I'm like, I said, tell me about this. Because I didn't even, I didn't have a word. I just didn't have a word. Yep. And she said, well, you know, you wax it. And I said, well, yeah, I kind of thought that, but how do you do that? Well, you get a cookie cutter in the, sh- the shape that you want it to be, and then you heat up some wax, and you put the cookie cutter where you want the wax to go. So then it, you still have all of this, okay. and then you let it set, and then you pull it off. And hers was this perfect heart right there. I mean, just
0: perfect. <laughs> so Angie, like, did well. you ever do something like that?
1: Not to just leave the heart as the bald spot, but like that.
0: I would think opposite.
1: Yeah, I w- I've done hearts, but that I did a freehand. I would do cool.
0: freehand. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, now you know cookie cutters but, are.
2: I mean, but it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. Like, a good stencil. You know, when you yeah. see a teenager and they've tried to do something, I mean, the, the line, I mean, on their the little, and yeah, stuff. and I'm airplane like, strip, and I'm like, um, you know. Somebody else taught me this cool way to do this. And I'm, I am just told them. And then they're like, oh, I was going to tell you something else. Because yeah. now they think, oh, like you're cool.
0: Building yeah. that rapport. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Those are awesome techniques.
2: So it just... It's
0: just a conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And every little piece you learn, you can use for the next yeah. patient that you come in to advocate for. Because... You know, sometimes they're using these words and you're like I don't have a blessed idea what they're saying. I am not <laughs> gonna have to figure out how to get them to give me the definition. And it's just even more awkward. And, ah. yeah.
0: See, and you say that and my uh my immediate thought is, Oh, I would just ask them for the definition because that's how my brain works. But I I understand that <laughs> I I've gained experience from being that way with my friends, and then not getting a response that makes sense. Uh, that other people don't really respond to just being asked the question. So, what does that look like for you in trying to get those definitions? Like you just again, it's that I conversation. Work at it. yeah.
2: yeah, I don't. I don't do this. Yeah, like you try it's to find a, a ways to oh yeah, get there. I, I get there,
0: and I think so. our advocates are really good at that too. Um, that's why I'm more and on the it, educated it, educator side. it
2: Depends on the person, sure. You know, and if they're my age, yeah, <clears throat> it's more difficult for them. Sure, I mean it's not difficult for me because I've been doing it for forever. But I think it's also you need to be tender when you're asking those questions because yeah. what if you didn't have that question? You didn't have that answer, right? You know, so right. I don't want you to feel like. Oh, I am like, "Eh," you know, and she's, she's wanting me to say something, you know, so you, that way you just kind of smooth, I think it's smoother to get in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely getting there. Again, I think that's why it's so important that we all have each other in this space, Mm -hmm. right? Like working together, man. For these types of things, I remember when I first entered into the nonprofit world. It was with uh, an organization called the Exodus Road, and they work in um, human trafficking intervention. Um, and I had just heard about um, like a the nonprofit world kind of being a com- competitive space, and I'm like, no way, Jose! And I was lucky enough to work with an organization that did not, was not a part, like, they were interested in... Collaborating. Correct. And so now I'm even more lucky to join the Purple Door, where we're also, you know, we're out in the community, we're trying to partner with everyone that we possibly can, because in these spaces, it's so important to understand that what you do is necessary for a very large part of everything that goes into what we are dealing with. The advocates, same thing. Absolutely. The educators, same thing. But it is so... The it's, prosecutors. The prosecutors, correct. Yeah. I mean, every single person that does something different, we're all dealing with the same thing, right, overall. And <laughs> as much as we need each other for the process of, for the survivor and the victim, gosh, we need each other for ourselves, for what we experience, for things that, like, there's not a whole lot of people that are experiencing... These kind of things on a thing. daily basis, yeah. 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 So it's it's really important that we we all yeah, have we each have other like in this system. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. How much exposure do you have um, with pornography?
0: Oh, unfortunately, um, I was exposed at a very young age due to a parent's choices. So once I was exposed, and then I mean, I could definitely. I have my own trauma and experience with sexual assault. So once you, and I think you would know this, um, once you are exposed to those kind of situations, the process of exploring for yourself gets a whole it, it it's different. It's yeah. different. It starts sooner. It usually starts, you know what I mean, yes. when when yeah. you experience those things. So it's like I've had a I've had a big experience my whole life and I've experienced it outside of the faith world and inside of the faith world. And so...
2: Because um, everybody's people.
0: Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And I've now, I've stepped away for a very long time, thankfully. But I, I would love to hear, I like that you brought that up. I would love to hear about, Angie, what before? Um, before
1: <laughs> As a teenager, I guess because I was curious, I would look at it, look up stuff. Uh, but when I got older, and I guess after my abuse, I didn't want to look at porn anymore. And I also saw and realized it's very, um, it's not real. That's not how sex is. It's not how it is how they show it in porn. So I think that's what kind of, I was like, mm, no, I was already with an abuser who wanted everything to be like a porn scene, and yeah. that's how he took advantage of me. And afterwards, I just stepped away from it, and I, I just... It grosses, not grosses me out, It well, mean personally, I don't see it as gross, but um, I just see it as unrealistic, and that is a conversation I've had with my oldest, is talking about like, hey, like, if you ever do look at it, just realize that's not what sex is, that's not how it works. And yeah. Of course, she's like, I don't want to talk about that, and she's like, well, <laughs> but she knows, and we try to have those conversations, but like, yeah, that's, Oh, uh, now that I'm older, I don't even really look at it or anything.
2: So I have a totally different opinion. Um, I look at child porn for Homeland Security and for FBI.
0: Wow. So
2: we can say how old the child is in the picture. We have four grandsons, but only two of them are in school. We just talk about different things. Like we look at... Um, pictures on the computer, you know, like we've taken all these pictures, and mm-hmm. and um, only the oldest one who's ten. I'm like, what if you, what if you were looking on your little thing, and you came across like, you know, something that you shouldn't be looking at. Well, I would just erase it. And I'm like, that's what you needed to. Do. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that, and we talk about like people wanting you to do something. And sometimes the boys are the ones wanting to do the wanting the girls to do something. So it's it's very early in their life, you know, but probably I don't know, I don't know the exact percentage, but at least at least forty or forty five percent of the children all the way up to twenty one have been looking at it. Or somebody sends it to them from what age at it. Probably the youngest is like eight. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. But they're on, you know, they're on TikTok. They're on yeah. this. And aren't you in your room? Yeah. Well, just just lift up your shirt. Well, you know, if you're pretty young, you don't have much here. So no. it's like, oh, okay, i would be fine. Well, that's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then sometimes they trade money because some parents let them have you know, Venmo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they get some money out of it. Oh wow. Maybe like just five dollars. But
0: still money. If you're young, yeah. Five
2: dollars is a big deal. Candy. Um so for us it's playing a big part. Mm -hmm. And even the adults that we see, not the older adults but twenties and thirties, um, some of them have kind of got captured because of that. Yeah. Because somebody was you know, doing this porn, doing this porn, now we need to meet. And they really had no intention to meet. They were just doing this for mm-hmm. somebody who lived somewhere else, well, really, they lived around the corner. And we haven't really educated people. You know, people are on all the time, you know, and they don't think they can find you. You know, you have a locator on your phone.
0: Wow, you're looking at that for Homeland Security What kind of self-care do you have to do? Or does it just not bother you anymore? I just don't. You know,
2: I have the coolest husband in the world. Yeah. Number one.
0: Wait, say that more into the mic. I think he needs to hear that. I didn't hear. He
2: won't be listening. (laughs) Oh, no. There's no way. Oh. (laughs) No way. Dang. Um, We are a very faithful family. Okay. And I think everything that comes into my life was meant to be.
0: So, I mean, you guys just, he allows you to talk through it and...
2: I usually don't talk
0: through it. No?
2: No. He, if I come in, he'll say, I already saw the 6 o'clock news, so I started dinner. Oh, And I'll say,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. He goes,
2: oh, yes, you do. (laughs)
0: Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Because, I mean, and, and I think that goes right back to the fact that we need each other in each in each facet of this really, really important work, because I'll tell you, I could not do that. If you can't, because even if you say to yourself, like, I can handle this, but then every time that you're looking at something like that, you're breaking down, right. you know, in front of the victim or survivor, you might think that you're contributing for yourself, but for them, you're, you're not That's making, right. yeah, you're... are not helping. Correct,
2: yeah. Yeah, we've... Having advocates at Doctors Regionals, we've, we've had some advocates that were advocates because they had been assaulted. Yeah. And they were thinking that would help them heal. Mm. Um, well, no, Wasn't always great. Didn't go well, yeah. Well, and I can see them thinking, I'll help with this. Sure. Because I know it. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: but you don't really know that person and yeah. what
2: happened to them. It's different right. for everybody. Yeah. Right.
0: Oof. Yeah cuz child child porn is not
2: but adults are getting in that also. And mm-hmm. so in what? In porn. Because yes. they're they're making a relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. A relationship. Not just a C, but a, they think they're going to have this relationship from somebody in California or something. Yeah. And so it starts off with just this talk, and then we video so we can see each other. But, you know, he probably doesn't dress up, but you do, and you make sure you have on a pink bra underneath mm-hmm. just in case, you yeah. know, want to show that. And then, um, well, could you just show me this? And then he snaps a shit shot of it, so he has you now, and so he can, you know, Black manipulate moon. you, yeah. like, no, I need to see this, and maybe not that day, but another day, and, yeah. then, and then somebody is comes to Corpus, and they're going to take you out, and you think it's that person, but no, it's his brother that lives in town, and he's just going to come. I mean, I, I just think we... Lots of education about that.
0: I think that's a great that goes along with the the topic for sure. How do we bridge the gap for that? For for pornography and, and
2: Well and people flying in.
0: Sure.
1: Oh, you hear it on TikTok all the time. Oh, I met my person on TikTok oh my gosh. and I flew across the world to go be with them. Like, well they, they fly in
2: to meet you at the Red Roof Inn.
1: Yeah, like it's so weird. Hmm. I don't know,
0: yeah. And I know any? you're talking about experience. I like see it in your eyes. No. Like you're. Oh man, that's that's. I
2: have never stayed in a red roof Inn.
0: Um, sure. Well, no, I mean, like because you've you, you investigate oh, yeah. those things. Yeah, like that's
2: wild. But it's true. Yeah, but you know, if you haven't been in that, yeah, or you're not in this kind in of work, industry, yeah. um, you would never think that. Sure. If you keep making aliases and talking yeah. to people as an alias and but they're your friend yeah I mean you talk to him all the time but there's an alias then what happens when you're in your teens and you're adult and you're making a relationship like a truly a race relationship yeah. like you've been faking and lying all along but now you need to be 100% in with this person.
0: How do you flip that switch? Right. Yeah.
2: Oof. Oh, you see that on Catfish all the That's
0: time. a good point. Ugh. On the show Catfish. I don't watch stuff like that. You so. should. It's I don't know. I feel like maybe but, like, for what we that, do. Like,
1: because you see that on Catfish where they, oh, since they were kids, they always wanted to be somebody else. Then they can't have that relationship as themselves. Because... They just, if they, they already lied. They already lied. Already lying. They don't know how, or they just didn't, weren't able to build up their own confidence to be who they are, who they are naturally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. So it's definitely an ongoing conversation with the kiddos, for and sure. And adults. adults. I mean, and adults. as you said, yeah, I know you, which I think tying it into all of this is really mm-hmm. important because when you're having these kinds of conversations and kids drift off, it's like, oh, yeah. Just you have right. to pay attention. Every detail about this is so important. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to listen to what I'm telling you so that you can know what to look for and what to avoid. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But I'm, I'm really glad to know that there are people like you that are out there and, and trying to educate people. I'm serious. Yes, want to be We want to be educated in yes we want to be i i'm desperate for people to be educated about these types of things because it might be easy in the moment to live in your own little world and you know pretend the problems outside don't exist but the moment that you become a part of it it's like oh this is my problem now and like to switch that mindset of it's not your problem until it happens to you, that's not, we don't want to be well, there. Well, that's why it keeps happening. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: People think, oh, it can't happen to me. It's whatever. I'm, yeah. I'll never put myself in that situation, which is another thing.
0: Oh, I had somebody, I had a man tell me once that uh, rape culture is not real. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> well, I'll be here when you're ready to talk through right. that. <laughs> because that's inaccurate. But okay. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's, that's recent. That's only a couple years ago that, that he said that to me. And I was like.
1: Oh, there's still people with that mindset.
2: What? (laughs)
0: That's. It's crazy. crazy. So, so we need, we need each other. We need all of
2: this. All of this. Yeah.
0: So I, again, so, so, so appreciate you coming to talk to us
2: yeah, y'all are going so to be much. like
0: oh, no, stop no that's that old
2: woman was telling no, us
0: stop it. no 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 that's what this is meant to be that's it's, i mean in the beginning i told you it's just a conversation yeah
1: and we are like here too, to learn like, serious well serious topics but not like
0: boring serious i guess <laughs> certainly not boring. not boring i wouldn't so. consider it <laughs> to be boring no i love this thank you so much for coming i had hey, a blast it was lovely to meet you Thanks so much for tuning in.
1: The Purple Door provides free services to anyone who has experienced domestic or sexual violence at any point of their life.
0: We also have a 24-7 hotline that you can reach out to with any questions at any time. And those numbers are 1-800-580-4878 or 361-881-8888.
1: If you are interested in volunteering or have questions about donating, please visit our website. At purple door tx.org
0: Remember, a unified community is a safe community. See you next, next time. time. Bye bye.